Gospel Message Week 29. And the topic of this message um, is righteousness, being righteous. Can we be righteous? Are we righteous? Um, I listened to a song, uh, I think it was earlier this week, and this particular person, whenever he sings, He's always throwing in like Bible verses and, you know, he sings on those Bible verses. But there was a particular Bible verse that actually stood out to me. Um, and that was Psalm 37, verse 25. And I opened it up and I read it. And I'm going to read it for a second. Psalm 37, verse 25. And it says, I have been young and now I am old, yet I have not seen the righteous forsaken nor his seed begging bread. Uh, and I started thinking, I started pondering over it. The righteous forsaken, nor his seed begging bread. And I'm thinking, wow, that is a huge promise. If this person, which obviously is David, is saying that he has never seen the righteous forsaken, nor his seed begging bread, that is that means it's something that has that 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 really truly happens. And again, as we all know, you know, the Psalm of David was definitely inspired by God himself. So this is the promise that God himself was making to underline righteous, the righteous, the righteous. I have not seen the righteous forsaken, nor his seed begging bread. And I started to wonder, who are the righteous? What makes anyone righteous? What can I do to be righteous? Because if I want to live under those promises of God, where my seeds will never beg for bread, where I will never be forsaken, where, you know, we will never be forsaken, what can I do to be righteous? Are there any righteous person? But then I remembered when I read, I think it was Romans 3 verse 10, that says that there is none righteous, <laughs> no, not one. And I was wondering, like, well... Obviously, there is no right. There's no one that's righteous, but then there's this promise that the righteous will never be forsaken, and their seed will never beg for bread. But then in Romans three verse ten, it's also saying that there is none righteous, not no no one, not even one. But then the Spirit of God started telling him to continue reading from as opposed to just sticking to that Romans ten, right? Why don't you read the preceding verses and the verses after that? So if we read verse 11, it says, There is none that understands God. There is none that seeks after God. They are all gone out of the way. They are together become unprofitable. There is none that doeth good. No, not one. Their throat is an open sepulchre, sepulchre, sepulchre. <laughs> With their tongues, they have used deceit. The poison of asp is under their lips whose mouth is full of cursing and bitterness. Their feet are swift to shed blood. Destruction and misery are in their ways, and the way of peace have they not known. There is no fear of God before their eyes. And I was like, wow. So obviously, if you are not righteous, you are doing all of these things. This whole thing from verse 11, Romans 3 verse 11 to 18 are basically the things that an unrighteous person will do and that's where you're considered not righteous which means that we can be righteous which means that there are righteous people there have been righteous people but god probably got frustrated at this point like you know what there's no one there's, i can't even find one i cannot find one and then obviously i started reading 
Romans 4 and I realized, looked at the story of Abraham and then it brought me back to the beginning of, you know, the, the book of Genesis, the book of Genesis, Genesis um, 15 verse 6. And it says that, and Abraham, he believed in the Lord and he counted it, well, God counted it to him for righteousness. So Abraham's belief in the Lord counted him counted it onto him as righteousness. So you, so I, I so many things started coming to me. I'm thinking, okay, I can be right righteous before God if I don't do the things that I just read in the book of Romans. But then again, having faith in God, believing in God can also be counted to me as righteousness. So not just me walking with God, not just me, you know, staying away from the things that we read in the book of Romans, but also my faith, my faith can actually be counted onto me as righteousness. Then I started looking, okay, who else was righteous in this Bible? Then we read Genesis 6 verse 8 to 9, um, which is the story of Noah. If you read Genesis 6 verse 8 to 9, it says also, actually, sorry, 6 verse 8 to 9. It reads, but Noah found grace in the eyes of the Lord. Um, verse 6, chapter 6, verse 8 to 9. Noah was a righteous man. He was blameless and he walked with God. That's the part I'm looking for. I think I wrote down the wrong, the wrong Bible verse. But he was blameless. He was a righteous man and he walked with God. So with Abraham, his faith counted, was counted unto him as righteousness. With Noah, Noah was blameless. Obviously, he had no sin, right? Or he probably did have sin because there's no one without sin. And, but he walked with God. So that's like three things right there. Your faith counts onto you, is counted onto you as righteousness. And you walk with God. You, you, you're blameless. Um, Job was also considered a righteous person. When God was introducing Job to the angels, you know, if you read that Job 1, when God was introducing Job to the angels and, and the devil was like, look at my servant, Job, he's righteous, he's blameless, he's this, he's that. He's this, he's that. But let me read it for you so you, we can understand like the characteristics of those that actually were upright and right, considered righteous before God. Job 1 verse 1 says, There was a man in the land of Uz whose name was Job, and that man was perfect and upright. But the key here is one that feared God and eschewed evil. So, faith, blameless, walk with God, you fear God, you eschew evil. You're becoming a perfect person before in the sight of God. If you're doing all this, for God, not for man to see now. It's a different thing. You're becoming a righteous person and an upright person before God. We said faith, blameless, you walk to God, you fear God, and you eschew evil. Those are the characteristics of the people that God considered righteous for him. Another interesting person that I kind of like searched on and realized that he was also considered a righteous person, was David. And we all know the story of David. 
you know, you will never ever think that God will look at him and say he's a righteous person. Based on the stories we know, you know, that particular one story that he had with the with Bethsheba and things like that. But read um, Psalm 18 verse 20. It says, the Lord rewarded me according to my righteousness, according to the cleanness of my hands, and he recompensed me. For I have kept the ways of the Lord and have not wickedly departed from my God. For all his judgments were before me, and I did not put away his statutes from me. I was also upright before him, and I kept myself from mine iniquity. Therefore, as the Lord recompensed me according to my righteousness, according to the cleanness of my hands in his sight. Very interesting. Of all people, David, but David was considered also a righteous person before the sight of God. In his case, he's, he, he ran away from sin, basically left sin. And this was probably prior, this was probably, I'm saying, after the sin that he committed with, you know, with the woman. But now he, he he's saying that he, he's, he ran away from sin, like completely ran away from sin. You know, the book of, um, I believe it's... Um, first john verses one talks about how you we, we sin all the time you know we sin daily there's it's, and that's why I'm, I'm kind of like wondering what makes us righteous we sin daily but for someone like david that is considered righteous there was something that he did if you read first john verses one chapter verses one I mean, chapter one sorry chapter one verses seven but if we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship We have fellowship one with another and the blood of Jesus Christ, his son, cleanseth us from all sin. If we say that we have no sin, then that's where the problem is. That's where you lose your righteousness. If we say that we have no sin, we deceive ourselves and the truth is not in us. But if we confess our sins, he's faithful and just to forgive us our sins and listen to this and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness if you do not confess your sins if you do not turn a new leaf you are still considered unrighteous before god but once you can come before him and confess your sins the bible says first john chapter 1 verses 9 says if we confess our sins he is faithful and just to forgive us of our sins and then he will cleanse us of all unrighteousness now, if we now say that we have not sinned, verse 10, we now make Christ a liar. And his word is not in us. And if his word is not in us, there's no way we can have faith in him, Abraham. There's no way we can be righteous. There's no way we can be blameless. There's no way we can even walk with him because we keep on telling ourselves that we're not sinners. There's no way we, in, 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 with, with David, there's no way we can, with Job rather, we can eschew evil. There's no way we can, we can, we can, there's no way you can walk with God. But once you confess your sins, God is faithful and just enough to forgive us of all of our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Ecclesiastes chapter 7 verse 29 says, God already made man righteous, upright. God made us upright from the very beginning. We all know the story. But Ecclesiastes 7 verse 29 is saying that God made us upright, but man, we have sought other things. We have gone astray. But we can come back to being righteous by just confessing 
our sins. If we are looking for God's promises to be fulfilled, we have to walk in righteousness. We have to become upright in our ways, in our, in our hearts. We have to not just stay away from sins. You, you, you stay away from sins. You confess your sins. Do not go back to it. Because there's a part in the Bible, I can't remember where it is, but it says that if you keep sinning, it's like you're taking Christ and you're crucifying him all over. So once you confess your sins, ask the Holy Spirit to help you to stay away from those sins so you can live a righteous life. You can walk righteously. You can walk in that path that is designated for you. Stay away from sins. Walk with God in prayer, in singing, and in the word. Fear God. Serve him. Believe in God. Make God your focal point in life. Seek God first. The Bible says that we know that Bible verse. Seek you first the kingdom of God and all things shall be added unto you. Matthew 6 verse 31 to 33. But seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all things shall be added. Seek the face of God. For your heavenly father knows that you need all these things. What shall we eat? What shall we drink? Do not worry about it. Because those are the things that will make us even want to fall short of the glory of God. Let's put all those things aside. Let's walk for righteousness sake. We can actually seek to be righteous. Because we know we can't do it. As I cannot do it. I can't, I can't, in this sinful world, we cannot do it ourselves. But the Bible says in Matthew 5 verse 26, Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness sake, for they shall be filled. Which means that he expects us to ask to be righteous, to ask on how we can be righteous. So yes, the answer is we can be righteous. We can enjoy that promise that was read to us in Psalm 37 verse 25. We can enjoy the promise that um, I, I, I wrote down one, Matthew 13, verse 33. Then the righteous will shine forth as the sun in the kingdom of their father. And this one I love so much. Hebrews verses 1 to 9 says, Thou hast loved righteousness and you have hated iniquity. Therefore God, even God, has anointed thee with the oil of gladness above thy fellows. Like who doesn't want that promise? I want God to anoint me with the oil of gladness. I want him to give me that everlasting salvation. Because Matthew 25 verse 46. But the righteous shall also go into eternal life. The work of righteousness will be peace. And the effect of righteousness quietness and assurance forever. Then the righteous will shine forth as the sun in the kingdom of their, of their father. I pray in the name of Jesus that we shall walk upright. That the spirit of God will teach us how to walk upright. Every spirit of sin that is holding us down, I pray and I decree and I declare in the name of Jesus Christ that we shall be free from them so we can inherit these promises of the righteous. May God bless you all. Amen.